the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now when he was a young man, he never thought he'd see people standing Am I opening up with Steve Martin doing King Tut, which was a huge hit, by the way, uh, because on this date, 1923, Sir Howard Clark opened his tomb. They found him. Uh, a lot of archaeologists had spent years upon years upon years in Egypt and had not found anything. Or if they did find a tomb, they opened it up and robbers had already found it. Not so with King Tut. It was an unopened tomb. They opened it up. They went inside three different chambers. They got to the burial chamber, and there's this huge sarcophagus in there. They open it up. There's three uh, coffins in it. One of the coffins was made out of solid gold, and inside of it was King Tut. Completely not messed with. That was the most... uh, a precious thing that they were looking for. They found a mummy that uh, was in perfect shape. But just to give you an idea of what they found inside uh, the tomb, golden shrines, jewelry, statues, uh, a chariot completely, uh, you know, had all of its weapons and everything, uh, clothing, and the perfectly preserved mummy which was the most valuable part of it. It now resides in Cairo. It used to be in London. And uh, people realized that we shouldn't be taking other people's historical relics and taking them to other countries. And so uh, they, they returned them to Cairo in their big museum for all the things that they've got there uh, of uh, you know what happened at the Valley of the Kings as they found stuff. So... That's one of my bucket list things. I don't know if I'll ever make it, but I'd like to go over. I'd love to love to see it. When did King Tut live? Fourteen hundred years before Christ. It's a long time ago. All right. Anyway, pretty interesting. But anyway, I, I just thought it would it made sense to play King Tut by Steve Martin today, uh, since that was part of the the history. Uh, Ken Yang will not be in with us today. Feeling a little under the weather. Asked me should I come in anyway, and I said no. <laughs> I, that's my answer to anybody who says i don't feel 100 don't come in then uh, you know we don't need you here whether you got a cold or you got the flu or, or maybe you got omicron i don't know that, that just makes sense to me no matter when we didn't have didn't know anything about omicron it was always the flu just stay away stay home don't bring it to work with you okay please don't do that so we'll just uh we told Ken to stay home, so he'll be there. Uh, next hour, we'll have Congressman Hill. He's going to join us. I'll ask him what he thought of uh, President Biden's little speech yesterday. And then, uh, of course, uh, Congressman Westerman will be with us at 735, and we'll talk to him as well. And here in this first hour, we're waiting for uh, Lance Hines. 
who was with the uh, the city council uh, here in Little Rock, uh, asked if he would, you know, talk to us or stop by today. I don't know which one he's intending to do, uh, but he's he's got the you know the the phone number to get a hold of uh, Heidi and either open a door or put her put him on the phone. So we hope to talk to him about what's going on over the last two weekends, 17 shootings. Yeah, you heard me right, 17 shootings. And I forget how many deaths now, three or four. I saw that a young lady, 22 years old, was shot to death down in Bryant uh, yesterday as well. No name for the young lady. Uh, They do have somebody who is uh, um, been arrested in that, uh, and uh, is in jail. So uh, his his trial will come up whenever it comes up. So anyway, uh, we'll see if uh, we're going to hear. Looks like somebody's calling in, so I don't know whether it's... We got him by phone? No. Okay. Okay. I'm getting, so I'm getting, a, I'm getting a text. They're going to tell me what's going on. I need to text me. I'm, I'm looking here. Okay. What's it saying here? Yeah, tell him that's okay. Is it? This is okay. Okay. Bruce Westerman will join us at seven forty-five this morning, Heidi. Just so you'll know, I just got a text from them, and uh, and then Willie has a comment about Biden. Okay, well let, let's w- let Willie in. Hey, Willie, how are you? Welcome to the Dave Ellswick Show. I'm glad to talk to you, Dave. Thank you. Yeah, one 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 year older. I made another re- I made another revolution around the uh, the sun. Well. I'm one behind you, Dave. Okay. Well, I don't feel old. That's the, that's the key. I had somebody tell me yesterday, and I know they were just being kind, and they were lying to me, but they said, you only look about 40 years old, Dave. Now, I look older than 40 years old. I remember what I looked like when I was 40 I was, years I old. I look like I'm 140. <laughs> what do you want to say about Biden? You know what he's doing? He says he wants to decrease the price of gas. He's doing his dead level best to get it increased. Yep. Well, if if Putin if Putin does go into Ukraine, I'll guarantee you gas prices are going to zoom into the stratosphere. The president Trump, President Trump had us, you know, uh, independent of importing all yep. this oil. Yep. He did, and, and nobody see it. And and the uh, you know the big news people don't report on this. They do not talk about it, ABC, NBC, CBS, or any others. NPR. Yeah, that's right. They protect their Democrat friends, and that's what they're oh, doing yes. with the Biden. I mean, you know, we're importing more Russian oil than we ever have. So, what are we doing? We're giving money to our enemies. That don't make a lot of sense to me. Hey, Dave. Yeah. Who's nothing but a thug and a murderer? All he cares about is power and money. Well, he cares about one other thing, and that is that he wants to put together the Soviet Union again. He wants to be a superpower. I don't think that's going to happen, but that's what he wants to be. And uh, we can keep that from happening here in uh, the United States by pumping our own oil and taking the money that he would get from us and other countries uh, for energy. You know, Biden killed the XL pipeline. Yeah. Yeah. He did all of that. You're right. You know, and that's why energy prices are up 
40% this year. That guy's never had, ever had a real job, Dave. <laughs> well, I guess being being a congressman and a senator is a real job, but he's not been with the rest of us in middle class, I'll tell you that much. He, he hadn't uh, done any back work, I don't think. No, I'm I'm with you on that, and we both know what it means to do back work. You're right. All right, thanks, Willie. I appreciate your call this morning. Thanks for the call. All right, eight two three zero nine six five is the number to call uh, to be on the Dave Ellswick show, uh, and uh, he's right. You know, what did you think of the president's short speech yesterday? It's a whole lot of bluster because I'm. I, here's the key: what we really can do, we're not doing. I mean, we can we can control our destiny as far as energy goes, and we're not doing it. What are we doing? We're buying more oil uh, from the Soviet, not Soviets, from Russia. The Soviets is what they want to be, and that's a big deal over in Russia. I do believe. I I believe that there's uh, a a good amount of people in Russia that would like to see them be able to have the Soviet Union again. Uh, but for them to have the Soviet Union, they're going to have to take over a whole lot of countries again. Now, are we up to stopping them if they decide push comes to shove? Now, some of those countries that they used to uh, you know, have uh, a stranglehold on are now NATO countries. And uh, you know, Poland and people like that, they're not going to be able to go uh, or shouldn't be allowed to go into those countries and take them back over. And I sure hope that we're ready to say no if they try to do it. If we've made uh, treaties with these nations, we should honor the treaties. And know that China is watching to see what what Putin does about all of this. Because however the Ukraine kind of goes, I believe, is exactly what's going to happen uh, when we we get into the uh, um, you know the whole deal uh, with uh, with uh, Putin because if Putin gets his way, don't think that uh, China won't be looking to get their way with Taiwan. And Taiwan is an important country uh, where they're located at there by the China Sea. That is an important strategic area uh in the world and we had better be ready to to back up our our uh, obligations to that country so anyway that's something we gotta we gotta really gotta kind of think about and hopefully uh the president is going to be more than just bluster which is what he has been over the last few weeks uh, he's got to do the things that he's got to do to make this make Mr. Putin understand that he can't just willy-nilly waltz into the Ukraine. Just can't do that. And, and and if it's just to take the eastern part of Ukraine, we can't let him do that either. Now, there's a lot of people who will say, well, the eastern part of Ukraine wants to be part of Russia again. If that is the case... Let them break away from Ukraine. Let them say they don't want to be part of Ukraine anymore. They're not saying that. I'm not hearing that. Say that they, they, they don't want to be. We we want it. We want from along this line. We want to be part of Russia again. 
or do you want to be an independent uh, uh, country? That's the, now that's the question they got to ask and they got to answer and they've got to tell the world. But Germany and France, I don't know what their their game plan is and why they're buying all of their uh, or, or a good majority of their natural gas from the Soviets. I have yet to figure this one out because now we can supply that if the president will allow us. I mean, we can we can do liquefied natural gas uh, to the cows come home. We've got over a century's worth of supply under the ground here in uh, the United States. We know that we've got it. But instead, what the president's plan has been is to take us off of, uh, you know, uh, the carbon-based energy sources and try to push us into some kind of new energy based on wind and sun and whatnot and uh, go ahead and and make it up uh, the, the, the power for us here in this country that way. Now, if he would... (coughs) excuse me (coughs) if he would push nuclear he might get me a little bit on his side but he's not doing that i mean that is the cleanest form of uh, power that we have here on the face of the earth right now and with uh, the new plants that they can build they don't have uh, the waste that they had back in you know three mile island days so we could uh, move forward and and go ahead and and do our energy that way but i'm not hearing that i'm not hearing that from the left the left you know they abhor nuclear power you know they you say that and they make the sign of the cross like it's a vampire all right let's take a break got to get a break in waiting for uh our uh, city councilman to come on uh, and and hear from him. I talked to him last night. I'm expecting him to give us a ring. Although I have to admit, if you've not been getting up at like five o'clock in the morning to go and sit down and do a show at six, uh, it can be difficult. Or four o'clock, as is my case. Twenty minutes after six, let's get our first break in. East End Towing lets you know they're ready to help you out if something happens on the road and you need somebody to come up, hook you up, get you to a garage, or you're on the side of the road it's not your car that broke down it's your trailer that broke down that you're towing behind you it's got your boat on it or maybe it's a house trailer or whatever they can help you if you're stuck on the side of the road with that the folks at east end towing uh, belong to the arkansas tow and recovery board they're licensed and insured as a tow operation and every one of their trucks is permitted and meets all of the standards that they need to meet uh, here in the state of Arkansas. So if you got to be told, be told by the best and be told by the people that know what to do, no matter your situation. Call East End Towing, 501-888-8849. That's 501-888-8849. All right, back with you. Another big story breaking this morning, and we'll get to it uh, in the next half hour. <coughs> the... Uh, AG's office showed up at a meeting, uh, a conference meeting at the uh, Capitol yesterday, probably over in Big Mac building, and uh, basically asked Mary Bentley and uh, another legislator to back off of bringing forth that Texas abortion law, saying that uh, 
not a good time to do it i've got a i've got a, a text into mary bentley right now uh state representative see if she'll join us on the phone talk a little bit about this in the next half hour i also had a letter sent to me that was released by jerry cox over uh you know at uh, the folks of family life and bottom line is he said the same thing uh that uh we should wait because the piece of legislation that we have that was passed here in the state thus far uh would be somehow uh imperiled and you know by moving forward with this piece of legislation um let me see if i can find uh that uh, that letter here's what it says it says dear friends after careful study and consulting with legal experts here in uh, family council's position on the passage of abortion related legislation in the 2022 fiscal legislative session family council believes the general assembly should pass no bills pertaining to abortion during the upcoming budget session because the passage of any more abortion-related legislation puts our current ban on abortions in jeopardy. No state has a new or a law stronger than Arkansas's Act 309 of 2021 which bans all abortions except to save the mother's life, all that is needed for this good bill to take effect is for the U.S. Supreme Court to overturn the 1973 Roe v. Wade abortion decision, and that could happen by June of this year when the U.S. Supreme Court issues its decision in the Dobbs case. So... Even Jerry Cox now, you know, pulling back, and uh, I'm going to put in a I'll put in a a text to uh, State Senator Jason Rapert and see if he'll take some time uh, to join with us today to to tell us what's going on because I'm sure he's got something that he'd want to say about this uh, as well. So. Um, just stay tuned on this going into the next half hour. I'm I'm reaching out, trying to get a hold of people. If they're up and they read the text, I'm sure they'll join us. If they're not, then uh, we'll see if we can't get them on in the first hour tomorrow to, to talk uh, about this uh, to us because uh, that that was a real bone of contention uh, in the special session late last year. And uh, I thought that they would probably be able to get the two-thirds vote that they needed to to, uh, to look at this piece of legislation again. But to hear Jerry Cox come out against it and hear the AG's offices come out against it, that's a couple heavy hitters coming out against that piece of legislation. And I'd like to hear from both sides so we know exactly what's going down about it. Um, because both sides have been very, very, to say, very is an understatement to be honest pro-life uh in the past so it's um there's something happening i just don't know what it is you'll know as soon as i know how's that sound that's the way we we kind of like to do it here on this show 
is if there's something that's there that we need to talk about. So we got that to watch out for. Uh, we're waiting for uh, uh, City Council Person Hines to give us a ring here in the show and talk about this rise of uh, crime that's going on uh, and violence that's happening here in the city of Little Rock. And uh, again, I told you there was a murder yesterday. A woman was shot to death and dumped on the side of a road in in, uh, in Bryant. So uh, it's happening uh, all over. It's, it's spreading out from uh, the inner city out into the suburbs. And uh, a lot of people are going to be, you know, concerned about that that's when everybody gets concerned you know i'm i'd be i'd be the first to admit that if it stays in the inner city everybody goes well you know just the way it is no it's not just the way it is there's a lot of shooting going on and i don't know why i don't know if the gangs are back and nobody wants to say it or what so um we'll try to get uh Get somebody on to talk to us about that. Right now, though, we got to bring you up to date on what's happening in the news. We've got a minute of that coming up for you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Then we'll make a little bit of money, and then I'll be back to uh, take a look at the big issues that are out there for us to talk about. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. We should be hearing from State Senator Jason Rapert in the very next few moments, so uh, we'll look forward to that. Uh, going into discussion about what's going on over at the Capitol about the pro-life legislation that Jason came up with last year. Couldn't get the two-third votes to get get it heard, and now uh, some big pro-life people standing against it. So we'll find out what all that is going to happen as the state senator will join us in just a moment. Don't forget about uh, Billy Mack. You know, with the rise in murders that we're having here in uh, Little Rock, uh, if you don't have uh, an alarm or security system for your home, you should or your business and make sure that you get a good one. And the folks at uh, ICU Protection LLC can do it for you uh, as well as, it, uh, you know, they can do the devices on your windows, on your doors. They can do cameras for you to uh, 1080p cameras that are clear, concise. They put up a digital a line around uh, your business or your home so you know is it a person that's broken that that line or is it an animal is it a car is it just a gust of wind they do it all and they do it well billy max been in this business since the mid 90s and he does the job and and does it and keeps you safe uh, and here's the other thing you pay for the service you don't pay for the hardware that's the way it works at icu protection llc Pay for the service, not for the hardware. Service starts at about $40 a month. The phone number to call, 501-205-1333. That's 501-205-1333 to get a hold of the good folks at ICU Protection, LLC. All right, let's move on. Let's talk uh, to uh, State Senator Jason Rapert. And, Senator, what's going on? I mean, people are like, coming out of the woodwork now and saying, oh, we, we don't want to do anything on new uh, pro-life uh, legislation. It could really cause problems with uh, the legislation that we've already passed. What's happening here? Well, i tell you what, Dave. Thanks for having me on. Well, absolutely. Here's a real, here's a real simple statement. And even some of the people that say they're fighting this movement have used the phrase before over and over again. Pro-life people 
vote for bills to save lives all the time. Uh huh. That's it. That's it. Psalms, you know, when you look at Psalms, God talked about forming babies in the womb there. You look at Proverbs chapter 6, 16 through 19, Dave, it says God hates those hands that shed innocent blood. And for many years, we stood up here in Arkansas. But it's funny to me when the one pro-life strategy in the country that's saving thousands of lives and the Supreme Court has four times said that can stand and be used in Texas, suddenly here, and most horribly, the betrayal of Jerry Cox, who said he was for the bill in December and stood with us for the bill in December and helped us and said he wanted to work to see it passed. Something happened after that. Well, the only thing that happened after that is he went and met with Asa Hutchinson and Jimmy Hickey and Matt Shepard, and apparently suddenly he flip-flopped. And he flip-flopped, and then you saw the articles that were written. I don't know what kind of deal was offered out there to push money towards pregnancy resource centers. In fact, it's funny to me, the pregnancy resource centers came and testified at the Capitol, said they were not part of any discussions and didn't know about any deal. Okay. And Jerry Cox came to me, Dave Ellswick, and said, look, if your bill gets on the floor, we will support it. And then he got up and testified against that bill in House Rules Committee. I want to tell you something. You know how the old saying, what the old saying is, follow the money. And as for Arkansas, there's not people coming out of the woodwork because Jerry Cox never gave us one name of these attorneys he says he, he, says he is working with, except it slipped out. And it got confirmed yesterday that guess who was sending attorneys out to fight against the most successful pro-life bill in Arkansas? None other than Leslie Rutledge, who grows around crowing about being the most pro-life attorney general in America. And guess who passed the bill she's crowing about? I passed the first heartbeat bill in 2013 when it passed. Me and Mary Bentley stood, and our colleagues helped us pass it, by the way. We carried them. We passed the trigger bill that says if there's any decision that overturns Roe, we immediately ban abortion in Arkansas except to save the life of the mother. And we carried the 309 bill, the total abolition of abortion. Jerry was for that. Everybody was for that. And you know, Dave, you're not dumb. These folks don't want hardcore conservative Christians to stay in office in Arkansas. They don't want us there. Asa Hutchinson's gone on the warpath against Donald Trump and everybody that voted for Trump. But I'm glad to stand where I always have stood. Pro-life all the way. If I stand alone, I'd rather be riding alone than go with the crowd down to the gates of hell and go right down into the pits with them. Well, and I'm telling you, I'm ticked about it because, look, (laughs) we have fought hard to have Republicans, Dave. You've given money. You have went out and asked people to vote for them. And the other day they threatened the first district committee woman, Sarah Dunklin. You had two people from the state GOP committee called her up and said, you either resign or you get that pro-life video down. Really? They didn't want. Yes, sir. You get her on your program. I'm not going to put up with this stuff from none of them and from nobody. I didn't come down here to serve a bunch of politicians covering their butts. I came down here to serve the people of Arkansas and to fight for what is right. And I fought 
like we did to get that majority in 2012. And I'll be darned if I sit here and watch a bunch of people, weak need, acting like a gang, try to destroy people and the principles that we stood for. If the Republican Party and Republican officials aren't going to stand up for the sanctity of life, then hit the door, buddy, because you're not standing up for what we fought for and what you said you would do. And I'd be glad to say it again every day, and I probably will be. All right. Well, the bottom line is Arkansas, number one state in pro-life uh, legislation that we've gotten passed and what we have in our state. We'd like to make it uh, tougher. And I think that's what you're trying to do. And, uh, you know, like you said, Jerry Cox was all for this last year. You say that you think uh, that uh, the, the, the governor offered him some kind of a deal. Is that what you're saying? That's the question that was asked of me. John Brummett wrote an article about it, deal or no deal. I didn't know about all this stuff. In fact, I thought it was a lie until I called up Jerry Cox, and he said, well, I did meet with Asa Hutchinson and Jimmy Hickey and with uh, Matt Shepard, and I said, well, why did you not tell Mary Bentley and I about this? Uh-huh. Why didn't you tell Representative Marion Bentley that you were going to go over and talk about our bill? You didn't call us to go in and talk about our bill. And then I get word on the street that Senator Scott Flippo, who, by the way, just filed a a bill that you need to look up, SR-16. His resolution repealed Act 309 of last year and replaces it with a a ban, an abortion, so-called abortion ban, that expands abortion rights. Because we weren't going to allow abortions for anything unless it was to save the life of the mother, Dave Ellswick. Yeah, I know that. They expanded it in this bill. It's sitting on the screen right now, the Arkansas Senate. Look, I am so sad about this. I am so disappointed in this and what they're doing. And, man, they, they've got people that are falling on a sword, and you wonder why. Is Jimmy Hickey got them that intimidated over there? I mean, I know that he, he cussed out and hollered at Senator Stubblefield in the pro Tem's office and broke a picture in the floor. He was so mad at him last year. I've heard about that. So he's got some problems, and when a man will get up and do the things he's done, he don't deserve to be the pro Tem of the Arkansas Senate. And maybe somebody down in Texarkana will hear us and get up and have the have the gumption to run against them. Look, I'm going to tell you something. I put my trust in God every day, Dave Ellswick, Psalm 5611. And I don't care what any man tries to do to me. Because when I go to get out of here and hit eternity, I'm going to be in heaven with the Lord. And when I stand there, they won't be able to say that at the very moment that there's something saving lives of babies that I choked and fell to the wayside. I'd rather stand with the lives of babies, stand with the Bible, and stand with the Republican platform than to sell out for 30 pieces of silver to a bunch of people that never liked them, never helped them, and won't support them in the future. They sold out, they sold the people out, and they sold the Republican Party out, and they ought to be ashamed of it. Well, I'm, I appreciate you joining us at the last moment here, uh, Senator Raper. I, I just texted you and hope that uh, you would see it. You did. You called in. We appreciate that. And uh, I've got texts out to a lot of different people, as you can probably imagine. Nobody has raised their head to say, yeah, well, I want to talk about this. So we'll see what happens as Dave, the rest Dave of the show Ellsley, goes on. If the people of Arkansas want to see babies saved, there's an average of 10 dying every day in Arkansas. And they're going to be 300 a month until June. And by the way, the experts that he say he's quoted, he never named them, never showed it. I gave them the memo from Jonathan Mitchell that wrote the Texas bill, Dave Ellswick, and that memo destroys every argument. And 
the people in the legislature have got that memo, and I'm glad to send it to you. All right. I appreciate you. I've got that letter as well. It's been forwarded to me, and I have it, uh, State Senator Raper, and we appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Thank I you. will uh, talk to you pretty soon down the road, I'm sure, about about this. This, this has got me stunned. I'll be honest with you. Never in my wildest dreams did I think I'd hear what I'm hearing out of Jerry Cox and that I'm hearing out of the AG's office. All right, a break. It's a quarter till seven here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about David Lucas. David Lucas wants you to know buying silver and gold is different than buying any other kinds of commodities that uh, you want to try to bolster your nest egg with. So you need to know what you're doing to be able to learn about more about buying silver and gold and how they can and could help you protect your assets at IRA, 401k, hard-earned savings, you need to call 501-222-3315. That's 501-222-3315. So, you know, if you're concerned about inflation, you're concerned about political unrest, uh, the decline of the U.S. dollar, and uh, concerned about out-of-control government spending, then you need to talk to the folks at David Lucas Financial. Phone number again, 501-222-3315. Investment advisory services offered through David Lucas Financial and Arkansas Registered Investment Advisor. More coming your way in just a moment. All right, I started off this hour talking about, uh, you know, the violence that is going on in Little Rock. You know, and we've talked about it, Mayor Scott has put forth a, a health emergency to to come uh, uh, out and and try to curb the violence. I don't think it's going to do a hill of beans. And, uh, you know, our, our good friend, City Council uh, Person Hines, is with us on the phone. You call it Hug-a-Thug, uh, Lance. Uh, you know, bring us up to date on what's going on. Something's got to give here. Well, you know, we passed some uh, bills last night for some American Rescue Act funds to – it kind of be crime intervention type stuff, but uh, those were already in process and have nothing to do with the mayor's emergency declaration. So uh, I think we can see since the mayor's declared emergency declaration, I think we've had about four homicides and about a dozen people get shot. So, uh, you know, it's, it doesn't seem to be having any good. And my biggest contention with the mayor's issue is, um, Everything he's wanting to do is what I would call strategic or long-term planning. Uh, we've got a tactical problem right now on the street, and it's getting control of our streets. I mean, Friday night we had, in a five-hour period, we had two homicides and six people shot. Um, it finally got covered in the press. I think the the uh, LRPD and the chief are slow rolling or slow rolling information out to the press, thinking they won't pick it up and report it, but. Uh, yeah, we've got, we've got a serious problem in the short term that needs to be addressed with some some uh, patrol and control uh, out on our streets. Well, what, let me just ask this of you, Lance. What's it going to take for people to understand this 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 whole thought process of cutting back funds for the police, cutting back the way you deal with criminals? You've got a DA in New York that says, "Well, it depends what your definition of criminal is." I can give you a definition of a criminal. Not hard to do. Dictionary is pretty clear about it. Uh, it just seems to me that people aren't willing to deal with this because they're afraid 
they're going to step on somebody's toes and they're going to yell real loud or something. Yeah. Well, I think, I think my biggest, the approach, I'm, I'm a big believer in the broken window concept, which is what Bill Bratton used in New York. And yep. it starts with the low level stuff. It starts with the, the panhandlers on the corner. It starts with, you know, people littering, people jaywalking, people spitting on the sidewalk. You right. know, and uh, you start, you start enforcing those things and the bigger things will take care of themselves because I think it's just, I think there's just a general sense of lawlessness and you can do whatever you want in the streets of Little Rock and, and the police aren't going to, aren't going to mess with you. And I'll, I'll tell you the other biggest thing is, and, and we've got a lot of great officers, but they are not doing proactive policing because they're worried if they start doing their job correctly, if they have something bad happen, you know, just in the course of their police work, that they're not going to be backed up by the police chief or the mayor. And that's, that's the biggest issue. And so you get this culmination of things going on. Uh, the police chief and their, his command staff and the mayor don't want our police officers out doing real police work because they, they've got a certain constituency that, that says they're being over-policed. Well, I've come to believe that if you got somebody down at City Hall saying they've been over-policed, they're probably the criminal. <laughs> well, it seems like to me people that I talk to that are in these areas where the shootings are occurring, they're asking the police to step up their patrols. This is true. Yeah, the law-abiding citizens in these areas are asking for police help. Like I said, the only ones complaining about being over-policed to me are the criminals. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, I think I think what you get is, you know, everybody talks about having tolerance, but the more the more criminal activity you tolerate, the more criminal activity you're going to get. You don't get less of something you tolerate. You get more of it. Yeah, well, let's tolerate for the victims. That's what I say. Uh, we're at that point where we were in the 70s where everybody was so worried about the uh, the criminal that everybody forgets about the victim, and that is not the way it's supposed to be. Uh, are anybody pushing for these uh, crazy pieces of legislation about changing bail or anything like that? Are you hearing any of those no, type of people? We're not seeing any of that, but another problem we've got that, that's kind of run under the radar is, and, and the governor's trying to address it by adding some prison beds, we've still got a ton of state prisoners sitting in the county jail, so when we make arrests, it, it's, it's almost like a whack-a-mole for, for our officers. If it's a, if it's a nonviolent, low-level crime, even if they're arrested, if, if it's anything that's going to take some paperwork, generally – the bad guy's back out on the street before our police officer finishes his paperwork. And, and then we're also hearing that some of these judges are not setting high bail. They're not keeping people in jail. And that's, that's kind of one of the unreported stories. I think that hopefully some folks will start focusing on is what's going on in our criminal justice system. Once we arrest, cause you know, we're arresting plenty of people now, whether or not, the judges and the sheriff are keeping them in jail is a different question. All right. Well, I'll make you a deal. You come on the air and you want to talk about that. You've got a microphone right here to, to tell everybody about it. No problem with my, right. on my end. I'm all, I'm all about keeping them in jail. You know that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know. It's uh, like I said, it's a little bit of law and order goes a long way. Yeah, it does. Okay. Well, I appreciate you joining us. Enjoy the rest of that coffee and, uh, 
try to shake the cobwebs out and get on with your day. We appreciate you. Thanks for joining Thanks, us today. Uh, they kept us up late last night. Appreciate you. Buddy. All right. Bye. Appreciate it. Appreciate the call. Okay. So there you go. Lance Hines from the city council. Uh, he wants something done now. He's not, you know, I, I agree. You got to look at it long term as well. But first thing you got to do is stop all the crazy shooting that's going on. Bottom line, you got to, you got to get that stuff under control. And I do, uh, you know, agree with the governor about wanting additional beds uh, in the prison system. We need that. We've needed that for years. And nobody, and everybody says, well, it's, it's awful expensive, Dave. Well, maybe so. But it's the price of uh, safety. That's a safety issue. I saw David Ray was uh, tweeting the other day, and he said, look, we just don't have a bunch of low-level you know, uh, marijuana smokers and stuff in the prisons. We've got bad people that are in the prisons. And we need more beds. And uh, he says, I support what the governor is saying. I support the governor on that as well. I'd support the governor if he called for a new prison to be built. And that's not cheap, I understand. But we're flush with money right now in this state. All the money that's been sent to us by the federal government and whatever, there's no reason why we can't build a prison and come up with a way to keep it staffed and keep people hot behind bars. Because there are people that, look, there's people who just don't play well in society. They need to be out of society. And taking and sending them to your your county jail where they're going to be there for maybe uh, you know a few days and then they're going to get kicked out, that's not the way to make this work. When you go to prison, you should know you're going to prison for the time that you're prescribed by the judge. And if there's judges that are lowballing, uh, you know, bail and things of that nature, their names need to come out so you know about that before you vote whether they need to be and stay a judge or not. So I'll start taking a look at that, see if I can't get somebody on to talk about it. And I want to call names. I want names. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. We got uh, Congressman Hill coming up next. And then at 745, we'll talk to Congressman Westerman. That's all still ahead on the Dave Ellswick Show.
get into the second hour first hour lit up i'm gonna tell you what we went from uh, starting a small blaze and we had a big fire going by the end of that uh uh hour uh here on the dave ellswick show especially about all of this anti-pro-life rhetoric that's going on from people that have been pro-life for years it's i'm i'm be honest with you i'm still stunned about all of this about jerry cox and the ag's office and the, uh, the the outright attack that happened yesterday uh, in committee meetings, yeah, just kind of crazy to me. We'll get, we'll get to the bottom of it. We'll be talking about it more tomorrow. Don't forget, first hour, we'll be all over it here on the Dave Ellswick Show. And again, my thanks to uh, State uh, Senator uh, Rapert for joining us on very short notice and, and talking about it. And he was, to say he was fired up, understatement. All right, let's go out to Washington, D.C. Let's talk to our congressman. Congressman Hill is here. Hey, yesterday, I got to tell you what, President Biden got up there in front of those TV cameras and he said, you do this, I'm going to spank you, Putin. You do this again, I tell you, I'm going to spank you. Does man have any action that he wants to do or is he just going to be all bluster, do you think, congressman? Morning, Dave. Good to be with you. Yeah, this has been something that you and I have talked about for the past six weeks. And, uh, of course, let's uh, set the stage. Obama and Biden as vice president are the ones who created this problem Mm -hmm. in the first place. Because they didn't arm the Ukrainians with any defensive weapons. They just sent MREs and blankets to Ukraine. And when Russia just rolled into Crimea without firing a shot... We protested at the United Nations, but we really didn't do anything, and Europe didn't either in terms of serious penalties. And so there's just not a credible threat unless we do something now. And on top of that, on top of that, then Joe Biden, now as president, greenlighted the Nord Stream pipeline, which uh, brings gas, the second pipeline into Europe uh, from new pipeline from uh, Russia into Germany. So, look, Putin has had no pushback or penalty he's paid for anything he's done. So that sets the stage. That's why Republicans have been pushing both in the House, uh, led by Ted Cruz, and in the, in the, I'm assuming the Senate, and over in the House by a whole group of us that have said, let's sanction, pass a bipartisan, bicameral <clears throat> sanctions bill now. Why? Because he's already broken the law. He's already broken the U.N. charter. You can't threaten the sovereign borders of a a U.N. member. And he's done that. He's got people in Donbass, which is part of Ukraine. He's invaded Crimea, part of Ukraine. So he should be sanctioned now and saying, you know, if you do anything else, we're going to do even more. Secondly, we need to arm uh, the bordering states with troops and defensive weapons, and, of course, that's being done. And we're being backed there by the U.K., France, Denmark, Poland, uh, Romania, all of whom are standing by to help more in Ukraine. Well, he's made it very clear, you know, there's there's no way that we'll get American troops involved uh, unless he fires on American troops or Americans yeah. uh, over in, in the Ukraine. And I don't even know if he would put troops over there at that time. I, I don't 
I think he's all all talk, no action. Yeah. Well, the key here is deterrence, and you do that by credible current penalty sanctions now on all of Putin's leaders, all of Putin's banks, all of Putin's exports now before he does it because he's already done it. This is the this is the rhetoric in DC that's ridiculous. He has already invaded Ukraine. He has already broken the law by amassing 100,000 plus troops on the border of a sovereign nation. So that's why I was pleased with this statement, which is that the United States did call a U.N. Security Council meeting and Russia got their head handed to them by a bunch of (laughs) countries around the world saying exactly that. You can't invade a sovereign country. We stand with Ukraine. What you've done is wrong. You need to pull your troops back. You need to pull out of Crimea. So that was an important move. I think it should have happened last fall, but nonetheless, it happened. You know, but it just seems to me that the the obvious thing is to say to American oil producers is, hey, I'm pulling, I'm going to make it where you guys can open the tap up and get at it. We're going to tell Russia we don't want any more of their oil and hit him in the pocketbook. I mean, that to me, that's a simple, no-brainer kind of strategy. And yet it took, uh, you know, this was not new. We got this was a key priority of ours over the last five or six years to get LNG, liquefied natural gas from America into Europe to remove the baby bottle uh, dependency of Europe on Russian gas. Give them an alternative. And, you know, Biden's turned all that off in the name of climate change. Germany has turned that off due to climate change. And so. Uh, this is why you have to <laughs> have core principles, which Biden doesn't have any. He should have never greenlighted Nord Stream 2. That was a key signal uh, that Europe wasn't going to stand up to Russia. And Joe Biden was a partner to him. So these are mistakes of the Obama administration, the Biden administration. Uh, fortunately, Ukraine is a stronger nation today because Donald Trump and Britain and other countries armed them and helped train their troops uh, since 2014, and so you have a much larger ability to defend oneself in Ukraine today than you did during the Obama administration. But we should be sanctioning Russia now, and we should be have a complete universal view of uh, Europe standing against any action. I was action. I was listening to you know experts who know a whole lot more about uh, Russia than I do, to be honest. Although after going through the Cold War, I I understand unless you have a bigger gun than they do, they do whatever they're going to do. But uh, it's it just seems like to me that uh, the Russian people have been, you know, uh, I don't know, they they've been pulled into this idea that somehow Putin can bring back the Soviet Union. They have. He runs the biggest propaganda machine. He's a KGB agent. He runs the biggest propaganda machine you've ever seen, not only in Europe and uh, in other countries and on our social media pages, all of which we well know. But he runs the biggest propaganda machine inside Russia that talks about, and it's called Russia Today. You can see it on some cable networks, even in the U.S., RT. (laughs) It's all about Russian virtues. Putin virtues, Putin heroism, and that Russia is a great, great country and doesn't have any problems, and it's just the evil Americans that are making their life miserable. Mm, it's crazy. All right, we got to get our first break in. Congressman, when we come back, we got a lot more that we need to talk about. Let's talk about crime in America because it's affecting everybody. It's affecting us here in Little Rock. I mean, the shootings are through the ceiling 
here in Little Rock. The deaths are through the ceiling. We just had a, a young lady die down in Bryant uh, yesterday. 22-year-old young lady was shot and killed and dumped on the side of a road. Let's talk about it when we come back here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. We're looking at about quarter after seven on a uh, Wednesday. And, of course, we're being joined by Congressman French Hill. He joins us from District 2 every Wednesday to talk to us and talk about the issues that are affecting us here in the country. Don't forget about PI Roofing. They came out and inspected the new roof on my house uh, yesterday. Uh, gave it a big thumbs up. We we're very, very happy with what their workers had done. And uh, then today... I'll be getting with them again, and uh, I'm supposed to get the check that you had to send out to the the uh, mortgage company that they got assigned to be able to put a roof on your house. The most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of, but I did it anyway. I did what I got to do, and uh, I should have that check back today, and that will pay for the roof. So uh, PI Roofing does the job. They do it well. It took them to put a roof on my house. It took them Sunday for about six hours, and then on Monday, about three hours. So they can do it in a day, is what I'm trying to say to you. And then they uh, they take care of uh, everything that goes along with the whole deal that you got to do with your insurance company. They're very, very good. They're professional. They're the kind of roofing company you want to deal with. That's PI Roofing, 707-3551. That's 707-3551. And don't forget... You can get a hold of them online at piroofing.com. Okay, back with uh, Congressman uh, French Hill, District 2, here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Congressman Hill, let me ask the question. I want to go back to Russia just for a second. You guys had a yeah. had a briefing, and I'm sure a lot of that has already been reported in the news. Is there anything that they haven't reported that you think they should have? No, I think it's a fair question. Uh, if obviously if it's classified, I couldn't report it. But I would say, as is typically the case, that within a week or so after a major classified brief to Congress, most of the salient points uh, have been out in the public media. Most of that, uh, Dave, was about uh, Putin's uh, ability to move in a certain time window and in a certain strategy, and that's been basically reported. The other thing that, that uh, you know, um, I would add is that uh, the Putin, that Putin's economy is at risk. That is a serious threat, and that is a serious threat through sanctions. It's not a fake thing because his economy is so solely dependent on the U.S. dollar to pay for oil exports. The other thing I would add is that uh, Putin, let's take his side of the story just for a second. You know, he says he has all these demands. I went and read the memorandum that went to the uh, foreign ministry in Moscow from the U.S. State Department about what we were willing to talk about. And uh, Secretary Pompeo last night on the news shows did a nice job outlining it. Look, we've said, let's get a start talks uh, going again. Let's add China to it. Let's talk about security in Europe and your obligations under our previous treaties. So we went through in that memo all the things that are on uh, Vladimir Putin's list. So when he says that the U.S. wasn't responsive, that's ridiculous. Okay. I just I just wanted to give you a chance yeah. to because I know how the press is. They'll they'll fixate on one thing and talk about that and then won't talk about all the other stuff that is available to talk about uh, to the American public. Okay, so let's talk about crime in America. It's bad. I mean, there's cops being shot all over this country constantly. We've we've had 17 shootings 
in two weekends here in Little Rock. What is to be done about this? It is a crisis. And the first thing to be done, what's number one? Uh, well, I don't know. Let me go back to number one. Number one is to have families that love each other and kids that are loved and the kids that are taught that life is valuable and that we don't go around settling disputes by killing each other. That's mm-hmm. number one. Unfortunately, you and I can't solve that problem today. The second thing issue is that we have a well-funded, well-trained, uh, well-motivated uh, police department that has a good esprit de corps and is supported by the people of the city and the city council. And that's what we need, you know, here in Little Rock particularly. So many officers on the beat feel demoralized. So many officers taking early retirement. So many officers don't feel supported. And so many officers, it's hard to recruit them for recruiting classes. And all this is a nationwide problem. And it's about dissing trashing and defunding the police all across this country, which we've talked about nonstop since last June, led by Democratic mayors, Democratic city councils, left-wing politicians in Congress. And now they're claiming, oh, that has nothing to do with it. Yeah. Uh, It's insane. Yeah, it really is. The governor came out just the other day saying that he wants to open more beds in in prisons here uh, in Arkansas. As a congressman, How can you help uh, facilitate some of that? If we want to build a new prison here in the state of Arkansas, can you help do anything as far as that's concerned? Well, you know, money is fungible, and the federal government has poured money into the states, and perhaps the governor can use that money for the core purposes and then find other money to use for prison uh, advancement, prison salary, so that they have more consistent, less turnover, better trained prison employees. And when you have nearly a billion dollar surplus, you know, surely there's uh, some resources to think about that because public safety is important. But in addition to defunding the police, Dave, nationwide, what else is going on? Don't put people in jail. Let people out. No bail. Uh, We don't even arrest you. And, uh, you know, you can say, well, it's for some minor issue. No, it's not. Look at the cities and look at what's being proposed, and you're letting criminals out on the streets. The other thing I think the federal government can do here is be as supportive as possible uh, with the governor, the state police, and our city mayors, our sheriffs, and our police departments on using drug task force and uh, ATF support to get these guns off the street and lock these criminals up. Yeah, I agree. And and that's a federal crime. And you go to federal prison, you don't get out in a half time or a third of the time. You serve the time when it comes to you've gotta have You've got to have vocal, local support from the local leaders to do that. Uh, and you're not going to solve this problem, in my opinion, with modest nonprofit grants, uh, you know, across the city. This is a much bigger, more complex issue, and it has certainly deteriorated here with, you know, 64 homicides in 2021 in Little Rock. We're not used to that. All right. We, uh, we're we seeing the economic crisis uh, worsen here in our, in our country. Uh, inflation now about from year to year, just about 10 percent. This is not good. The president is living in Alice in Wonderland somewhere and says that uh, you know the whole thing uh, dealing with inflation isn't uh, isn't really out there. Uh, we've got Saki saying, "Well, more people are working. That's why we've got inflation." You got to be kidding me! What what is going on with this administration? Are they that clueless, or are they just playing clueless? Do you think? Uh, no, they are that clueless. 
I mean, this is an economically illiterate group of leaders running the House, the Senate, and the presidency. The Democratic Party has no sense of economic leadership or economic literacy. Nancy Pelosi was with George Stephanopoulos on This Week ABC on Sunday, literally saying that all the federal spending, the $7 trillion added to federal spending to fight the pandemic, the loose Federal Reserve policies have nothing to do with inflation. She Mm. says it's because more people are working. The same parroted dumb line from the White House. This is illiteracy. This is why we've got to take the House back this fall to check check the Biden agenda. That's the number one. But how about just bringing some leadership back and some oversight and some common sense on these issues? Because those microphones have been taken away by people who literally don't know what they're talking about. Now, one of my favorite shows that I watch every day, I, I DVR it to watch it, and that is uh, Larry Kudlow, and he talks about this all the time. We are in some deep kimchi right now. We are, and it's going to take decades to come out of it. I mean, you just cannot do what we did and then snap your fingers. And this generation hasn't lived through uh, the pernicious impact of the 70s and early 80s like you and I have. And you say, well, it's all Jimmy Carter's fault. No, sir. This started with Lyndon Johnson and Richard Nixon having two loose fiscal policies combined with zero interest rates and accommodative monetary policy. And there was no end to the money that the federal government could spend at the time. And we went off the gold standard in 1971, and we had the oil price shock from Mm -hmm. uh, the oil embargo. When you combine those things, you got this pernicious inflation. I'm arguing that with the labor shortages we have here, the labor demands for higher wages because of inflation, the monetary uh, policies of the Biden administration, we've got inflation here and we're stuck here. And it's not going to be a switch we can turn off overnight. All right. We got one last thing. We're, we've got about a minute and a half. The border, it keeps getting worse. There is no better to report down there. Uh, no good news. Mayorkas, I've said almost since he was uh, sworn into office, has got to go. Biden uh, has got to clean house on these cabinet secretaries that are incompetent. And the number one example of that, really, there are many, uh, too many to name in a minute, but the guy who runs Homeland Security is no. a disaster. The border is wide open. It's a public health crisis. It's a fentanyl crisis. And our kids are dying because of it. I agree. Congressman, thanks for the time. We appreciate you. know you're busy, oh, and uh, we'll do it again next week. You have Good a great day. All right. Congressman. French Hill here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick show. Always a pleasure to talk with him. And, uh, you know, let's let's just touch base on a couple of things that we talked about uh, to be told by uh, the Speaker of the House and the, uh, you know, the, the person who's the, the communications director for the president, that the reason we've got inflation at 10 percent is because uh, more people have jobs is is just so tone deaf and stupid that it, it belies belief, to be honest. And uh, I don't know what it's going to take uh, for them to understand. In fact, I think the only way they're going to understand is is uh, when November comes and they lose big. Uh, and I do. I hope it is a just a, a huge tsunami red wave uh, that uh, gets uh, as many Democrats out as possible. I saw another Democrat, Rice, I believe. Uh, Congressman Rice has she's decided now that she will not seek re-election and that brings up a total of 30 Democrats 
uh, that are not going to uh, you know seek uh, re-election uh, coming up in in November. And uh, and this president so far underwater polling that it's ridiculous that he uh, he won't listen. He's listening to these uh, lefties that are telling him uh, selling him a bill of goods, and for whatever reason, he's buying. I mean, I don't understand why he's buying, but he's buying and uh, and he's doubling down on it i mean when they we came into the beginning of the year and we started seeing inflation raising its ugly head the way it has been i thought perhaps the democrats would sober up a little bit they have not they've doubled down and they're uh, proceeding uh even more so than what they did at the very beginning all right we were going to take a break here and then we'll come back with more we got bill o'reilly coming up on the dave ellswick show then we will come back and we got uh, congressman westerman at 745. All right, I know it may not be on your front burner right now, but health insurance costs? I mean, it should be. It's costing you an arm and a leg, basically, to have uh, you know quality health insurance. Well, make your health insurance, I won't say it's going to make it, uh, you know, the way you absolutely want it, but it will get it closer that way if you just give Pat Davis a call and talk to him about it. It won't take a long time. It doesn't take him uh, very much time at all to take what you're paying and explain to you how you can save 30 to 50% on your health insurance. And uh, you might say, well, Dave, that's only like $60 a month. Well, multiply that by 12. That's a lot of money over the course of a year. You've got to look at it that way. And uh, Pat Davis can help you out with that. All you have to do is call him at 501-605-6935. That's 501-605-6935 or visit him online at yourhealthplanman.com. Again, that's one word, yourhealthplanman.com. This is good for any provider in the nation. You will not have any copays that you have to play. Talk to him about deductible busters. He'll explain to you what that all is and how that can save you money as well. Again, call Pat Davis about your health insurance, 501-605-6935. I was talking about the economy just a moment ago. I want to talk just a little bit more about it to you. And what uh, was reported yesterday, uh, producer prices, it was reported yesterday, jumped 9.7% in the last 12 months and increased 1% in January. So uh, we're, on, we're on the way to going to 12% this year, what we're looking at. Uh, so you want, this is from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. And, and, and inflation is running red hot right now in the country. I mean, it is red hot. Yesterday, as I drove past Sam's on 67 on my way back home to Cabot, it was the first time that I can remember in a long time that the cost of gas was over three dollars a gallon. I think it was three oh three, is where it was at, and uh, it's they've been holding it, I guess, for as long as they can under under three dollars over there. But now they've broken that threshold. I got back to Cabot and I started looking at the gas stations there three nineteen, three seventeen. I think the lowest I saw was three dollars and 14 cents it continues just to move up and i'm going to tell you right now and warn you if russia does invade uh into the ukraine uh you're you're going to say it's go over four dollars a gallon 
and it, it, it will be quickly. It won't take a long time for that to happen. Now, that would be about $3 more than you were paying for a gallon of gas just over a year ago. Now, do the math on that. How many, how many gallons do you use a week? Multiply that by 52 weeks and see how much that will cost you during the course of a year. And it's considerable. Just being up at the high twos, I figured out it's costing me about an extra, almost, almost, about $400 less, $3,000 a year. Because I fill up twice a week. Well, anyway, this is all the stuff. So what does the producer price index mean? That means that the price is paid for goods that are being used to make the final products that you buy at stores and, you know, uh, Walmart or, you know, Home Depot or whatever. Uh, Lumber for frames, grains for cereal. You know, you got that. Even down to the glue used to package a product or the foil safety seal that's used on uh, a, a, a bottle of peanut butter is a measure of inflation upstream from us. And that means an increase of nearly 10% in what it costs manufacturers and producers to get the goods they need to fulfill consumer demand means uh, that Americans are going to have to uh, see a price spike. And then when you consider gas prices and diesel prices continuing to go up, if it costs more to get to the store, it's going to cost more for you to put it in a buggy and leave the store, just telling you. So get ready for it. January's 1% increase doubles the forecast of a half a percent month over month. And the 9.7% year over year number beat the 9.1% forecast as inflation growth outpaces even what experts had predicted. And what does that mean to you? You're making more money. Yeah, the average uh, increase in pay has been a little over 6%. That means... Even though you're over 6% on your check that you're taking home and you go, wow, I'm making more money. You're being able to buy less with the, with the money that you are making at your job. That's how it breaks down. You're not getting ahead. You're falling further behind because of the fiscal policies of the administration in the White House and the crazy spending going on by the Democrats uh, in the Congress. You know, when you when you spend five to seven trillion dollars, somebody's got to pay for it. And as inflation goes up, the uh, the amount of money we got to pay on the national debt goes up as well. And that just means sooner or later, somebody's going to say we got to raise taxes even higher. Just warn you, we're in a spiral right now that is very, very uh, dangerous. Keep that, keep that in mind, and keep it in mind when you go to the polls coming up in November. All right, we're going to go ahead and get our break in right now uh, because uh, uh, Bruce Westerman, Congressman Westerman, is going to join us at 45, so we want all that time available to us uh, to, to talk to us about what's going on. Don't forget about East End Towing. They're ready to help you if you uh, break down on the side of the highway, or even if you don't. Let me tell you what. Here's what could happen. You could get up in the morning. You go out to your car. Let's say you live in a townhouse. You go out to your car. You're in the parking lot. You got a flat tire. You need to get it fixed. You call East End Towing. They'll come out, and they will fix it for you. There's nothing worse than to be dressed for work. You know, you're all ready, and you're gussied up. 
I haven't used the word gussy in a long time, Heidi. Uh, <laughs> you're all dressed up. You're ready to go. And now you got to get all nasty. Your hands all nasty and everything changed. Don't do that. Just call East End Towing. They'll take care of it for you. 501-888-8849. 501-888-8849. All right. Did you see what AOC said over the weekend? I mean, we talked about this a little bit on monday where she was talking about uh, how texas was going to go blue uh in the near future uh well over the weekend one thing that had not been reported but uh, has come out since is that uh, she said that uh, jim crow is alive and well and already happening in texas and florida she's predicting doom and gloom for the uh, the state of democracy uh in those two states there's always hope, she says, but she expects a return to Jim Crow in the United States because it's already happening. Uh, she was asked from the Bronx in an interview published by the New Yorker which nation would mirror her prediction of a return to Jim Crow days, and she said, I think we will look like ourselves. She said, I think we will return to Jim Crow. The lady is incredible to me. How these people keep uh, now vote her in is amazing to me. You stupid is what stupid does, I guess. Just just the way it is. All right, let's get to Congressman Westerman. He's joined us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Hey, uh, Congressman, thanks for about 15 minutes today. I got just about three subjects that I'd like to hit on with you. Let's start off with Russia. You you got that briefing. I know that you can't divulge what you heard because it was it was top secret. But uh, are you do you still think that Russia is going into the Ukraine? Oh, good morning, Dave. If they're not, they're playing the biggest uh, bluff hand of poker that's probably ever been played. Okay. Uh, they're committing a lot of resources. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's Putin. Who knows what he's going to do? But he's he's certainly making all the moves that indicate he's uh, going to, to go in. And maybe, you know, he's saying now that he's, uh, they're pulling back some, but who knows what to believe what he says because I, I don't think people realize just how manipulative, how much Russia cheats, how much they lie. Uh, I mean, look at the Olympics. you got this 15-year-old girl that they've been doping, and that's just who they are. It's kind of like the, the snake that was carrying the frog across the pond. They, he, he, or the frog who was carrying the snake, and the snake bit him. They both died, and the snake said, it's just my nature. Yeah, and just that's, that's what I am, I'm a snake. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. And that's what Putin is. He's a snake, and you can't believe anything he says. You can only judge him by his actions, and his actions right now are that he's amassing um, a military front to invade Ukraine. All right, well, let, let's talk about our administration up in the White House. Uh, they shut down the our uh, Keystone pipeline. They they get behind this pipeline that uh, Russia wants to build to, to Europe, so that they can give them all the uh, liquefied national nat, uh, natural gas that they want. Uh, and then he shuts down the America America's uh, uh, oil industry for the most part. I mean, there was a big story yesterday about how the Fed doesn't want to even uh, loan money to gas producers and oil producers anymore. 
And what we're doing is we're importing Russian oil. Why would we do that? I mean, that is that's putting money in the wallet of your enemy. Um, I don't know who you were talking about when I first called in, Dave. I heard you say stupid is, stupid does or something. That's just the whole Democrat Party. Yeah, um, I, for the life of me, that makes absolutely no no sense at all. Uh, we're we're shipping about sixty three million dollars U.S. dollars a day to Putin, buying his energy, when we could be making it here at home, while he's lining up troops on the border of Ukraine. And some indications are that he's already, um, you know, made some excursions across the border. But uh, that's that's beyond idiocy to be uh, closing down our energy production and buying it from uh, Russia and Venezuela and uh, not just OPEC countries, but the OPEC plus, the bad actors that are in there with OPEC. Yeah, I mean, here in, in uh, Arkansas now, I went to Sam's yesterday, $3.03 a gallon, and if Russia goes through with this incursion into ukraine i would expect that to be four dollars a gallon pretty post-haste what about you oh maybe more than that and you know the the believers in this this stuff the aocs and the the real the ones that just have this war against energy probably hope it goes to five or six because they see that as uh, the market working and (laughs) less uh, energy being bought but uh, i bet they'll have uh, heating fuel or whatever for their their home this winter. Oh yeah, um, yeah they they can uh, they can handle a forty percent increase in uh, in heating oil or a a twenty percent increase in electricity where the rest of us are just you know holding on by our fingernails. Well, and energy affects everything. You you can't name something uh, that energy doesn't uh, affect the price of. Look at look at food in the grocery store you know we know it takes energy to transport it but i think a lot of people miss the fact that uh, fertilizer is made from natural gas and you increase the cost of of gas and energy and you'll see what we're seeing now we're i I read this morning that inflation's up nine percent from this time last year Uh, and it's and it's not slowing down so with the the lack of leadership from this administration and the craziness of Democrats in Congress, uh, they're just throwing fuel on the fire. Uh, they're, uh, they're making all the wrong decisions about what we should be doing. We should be getting people back to work. We should be developing our resources. Uh, we should be doing things that actually combat uh, not just the activities of Russia, but of, of China as well, using our economic power to uh, you know, freeze assets of, of Putin and others, that's how you get their attention. Uh, you know, evacuating the U.S. Embassy, I don't think, sends a strong message to Putin. Yeah, I, I, I would agree wholeheartedly with that. You know, we go back to when inflation was rampant like this during Jimmy Carter, and we're talking the mid-70s that, that, that we're having these, these problems, the late-70s. And it, it took Volcker, who was the head of the Federal Reserve at that time, to the mid-80s to make it, to get it under control again. It was not an easy process, nor was it a process that was fun for the average American. 
when you you watched them, you know, shut down the, the ability to get the money that you needed to buy new, you know, buy a new home and things of that nature. Homes were exorbitantly priced, and the amount of uh, inflationary uh, interest was incredible. We're heading that way again, uh, you know, Congressman. Except, except there's a there's a new wrinkle this time, though. And I remember in the I was a kid in the seventies, and I remember my dad um, was. Uh, building a house and we did most of the work ourselves because it was so expensive uh, just even to buy the materials <clears throat> and and loan rates were in the teens you know the loan rate on a house was um, I think it was between 15 and, and 20 percent yes uh, which is like a, a bad credit card right now and can you imagine I mean we're 30 trillion in debt if interest rates hit ten percent, that's three trillion a year in interest on the debt. That's uh-huh. almost as much as as we, not quite, but getting close to as much as we take in uh, in the federal government every year. Yeah, that'll make you tighten up your spending, won't it? Yeah, it's, I don't know what it'll do. It'll uh, <laughs> it'd be it, bad. It'd I can tell you that. Yeah, it, yeah, and we, you know, it's, and China's wanting to. Uh, they they would rather. Uh, something other than the U.S. dollar be the world currency. And it's not like we can't see the train coming from down the tracks. Uh, it's just really bad leadership right now yeah, it's uh, like, in the White House and in Congress. It's like what I always hear, that light at the end of the tunnel isn't the end of the tunnel. It's a train coming the other way. Yep. And that, that's, uh, it, that's not good. It is not good at all. I'll tell you something else that's good. Crime in this country right now. It's out of control. It's out of control here in Ar- in Arkansas when you look at Little Rock. It's out of control. What do we do, Congressman? Well, we start enforcing the law. Stop uh, telling uh, the police uh, officers that they're not important, that they should be defunded, like uh, is happening in big cities. I actually co-sponsored a bill with a guy named Josh Gottheimer from New Jersey, who's, I think, one of the sensible Democrats up here, uh, to help with uh, rural uh, police officers and law enforcement. Uh, with everything going on in the world, with the what's happening on the southern border, I think people are missing the facts that Americans are being poisoned. You know what the number one killer of 18 to 40 year olds was last year. Yeah, fentanyl. It COVID. Yeah, it was fentanyl. fentanyl. Yeah, why are we not? Why don't we have three pages of the newspaper dedicated to fentanyl deaths every day? Why aren't they put, putting that as a lead story on the news? Why don't they go to the border and show all the illegals crossing and the illegal drugs that are being made in China that are shipped here to poison our people? Um, you know, that's one of the real issues. Uh, is out there, and we should be bolstering our law enforcement. Um, and, and and rural communities are being hit especially hard. Yeah, it's yeah. There's there's. I I usually can sit down and say the political, uh, you know, game that a, a political party is playing and why they're doing what they're doing. I can't do that right now because everything the Democrats are doing goes against any kind of logic that I can formulate. Yeah, it's. Um, I've, I've said that if there's something opposite of the Biden touch, that's what uh, Joe Biden and the Democrats have. It's like everything they touch messes up. And 
at some point I have to step back and say, are they intentionally trying to destroy the country? Are I agree. Just, are they that are they that bad or are they just that dumb? Yeah. But I, what they're doing is not working. It's it's probably it's a it's probably a, a little bit of all of those things. To be honest, I I think there's people that are up in Washington uh, that want to destroy this country. They hate this country. I think they want to do that. But I think a good portion of it is just ignorance. Yeah. Well, here I'm I'm back in D.C. today. Um, I'm sorry to be. Yeah, we're supposed to be out in our districts, but um, they've done all these remote hearings. And instead of having committee meetings when we're here in D.C., um, they schedule committee meetings the weeks that we're not supposed to be in D.C. So um, while the chairman of the committee is in Arizona and he made all his staff fly to Arizona to run the virtual hearing from his office there, um, I refuse to vote remotely. Uh-huh. And I'm here in D.C. Uh, instead of my staff offline to Arkansas, I, I came here to the committee room to have the, the hearing. But it's just, um, I mean, the little things like that are, it's like they just lost all respect for the institution, for the founding of our country. And it, it, it gives me the impression that they just don't care. Yeah, I'm with you on that. One, one good piece of news for you this morning, another Democrat. Uh, in Congress decided she will not seek re-election, so that's 30 now that will not run again. So that's a good, that's a that's a little piece of good news for you. Yeah, we need about 30 or 40 more. <laughs> but um, you know, the ones that don't run, they'll find the they'll go recruit the the crazies to run in their spot. No, I don't I don't disagree them. with that as well. All right, Congressman Bruce Westman, we'll let you get to work. Thank you so much for giving us a few moments here on a Wednesday like you always do. We'll be back with you next Wednesday, and I'm sure we'll have a lot of things to talk about then. Have a good day, uh, Congressman. You too, Dave. All right, bye-bye now. All right. All right, they found King Tut 1923 today. Let's go out with that music from Steve Martin. I'll see you tomorrow, 6 a.m. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.